My name's Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Country Music Critic. Yes, we are. We're back again. Yes, sir. We're back and better than ever. I know. I We can't start this one without a special shout out to Jeff Bates. I want to thank him so much for being the first artist to actually come on our show. Amazing. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it was unexpected for me. I, uh, you've known him for a long time, but I mean, I, I didn't know the guy, but he could not have been nicer. And I mean, it was great. I think it was a great interview. I mean, I'm a little biased, but it was, it was phenomenal. So you guys go check it out. If you haven't had a chance, that was Jeff Bates. Now Jordan has a, a little bit of info for you. Ah, I had this idea. It's been a while now, but I thought, you know, here we are talking on this you know, podcast about music. And the listener, you know, <clears throat> really doesn't you know, know us from, you know, from Adam, you know, so to speak. That's the old saying. Uh, but so we thought it would be a good idea to let you in as a listener, let you in on where we developed our taste in music, um, kind of, uh, what we were hearing at certain points in our life and how it, you know, got us you know, through something. If it was a certain song or maybe a certain style of music that got us through a tough time or maybe a good time in our life, just uh, wanted to give you an idea as to where our musical, you know, tastes yeah, develop from. So here we are. This is the personal episode. Yes, it is very personal. And I think well, we're gonna we're gonna start with you, Jordan. We're you've got uh, some songs laid out here. I'm gonna be spinning a little bit of them. He's okay. gonna take us back in time, and then we're gonna jump over on my side. If you're ready, I got the first one queued up. I'm ready, and I I actually want to say. Um, I'm really excited about the hypotheticals. We're still going to do that. Right. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic with with every song at our you know disposal. Essentially, that's I'm right. Excited about it. All right, I am ready. It's a picture. Picture a little uh, young eight nine year old boy in church songs like this were the yeah first music that i really heard what what a phenomenal song it is it's a great song and i i, I think we're what three minutes in and i use the word phenomenal <laughs> and i've already said essentially and but if you but really I mean, want hey. to folks you could do a drinking game and every time he says phenomenal or uh massive you take a drink every time I say essentially or clear my throat, you can take a drink. Yeah. What a great song, though, to pay tribute to uh, our one and only Savior. That's right. That's you right. That's, I remember hearing this song at a young age. I mean, among others, but this is the one who kind of stood out. That's why I chose it. Um, and, I mean, from there, my mom, she listened to music, but... I mean, nothing really stood out. My dad kind of, you know, forced it on me when I was in his, in his little Chevy S10, you know, five-speed truck. 
you know, back, right. yeah, back and forth to baseball practice or you know, basketball practice. I believe That's anybody true. in Kentucky can say that somebody in their family has owned a S10 pickup truck. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> They're like Mustangs. Yeah, yeah. Except they're a lot cooler than a Mustang. Yeah. Now, what about this one? This one, for a while, it was my dad's favorite band. Really? See, I never did get into the Beatles. This is the Monkees. That's right. <laughs> See, I mean, if it's not country, <laughs> I'm lost. He legit. It's, I mean, it says in the song, "Hey, hey, we're the yeah. monkeys." Yeah, I know. He's like, I never I got mean, into was it. Was it at least near? The, <laughs> <laughs> was it at least near the time? Yeah, it was. Okay, I mean, right. you know, <clears throat> one's an insect and one's a mammal. So there's yeah. a big difference. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. they're both from you know uh, Great Britain though. So yeah. I'll give you that. All right. Well. That's number two. Here we go to number and three. I actually love the Beatles, so. Yeah. Now, this is more my style. Mm-hmm. This is I mean, George yeah, Thoroughgood. About as good as you get old you know, classic rock. I mean, that was a song that everybody wanted to learn to play on guitar. Yeah. Actually, uh, one of my really good friends used to you know, cut my hair you know, growing up. He passed away last year. And uh, what was it last year? Two years ago. I think it was last year. He passed away. This was the last song that they played at her funeral. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was, my mom, she, she it was always different, tells- but it was really cool. Yeah. She always tells me that the day that I was born, they actually released this on radio. It's a pretty cool song. Of course, that was around 85. Yeah. Not sure what you know, year this came out, but... Yours and yours alone. Hell of a guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, just kind of you know, skipping over you know, some other songs that were big when I was a child, like a young child was, you know, run away by Del Shannon, uh, let it be by the Beatles. Of course. I mean, the Beatles were the Beatles. Uh, they weren't the monkeys. You know, yeah. You know, well, just, you, know. you got one over on me. <laughs> Daydream <laughs> believer by the monkeys was another song that was, was really big. You know, uh, turn, turn, turn by the birds. It's a, essentially take a drink. It's, uh, from the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible. I mean, really, to everything turned. That's what they say at every wedding. All that. That's all in that song. Um, the, the Sound of Silence by Simon and uh, Garfunkel. Anything by CCR. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was. That was really my childhood music. Until well, you know, I got to my adolescent years. And that's when other music started making its way in to my view. Yeah. Well, you have one more here that I wanted to play before we get to that part. Okay. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Ding-a-ling. 
So now, where were you at when you heard this song for the first time? My dad used to sing this all the time growing up. Oh, so not like like you didn't hear the radio version. You actually heard somebody singing it. I heard my dad singing it. Wow. He sang it because it's funny, you know. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a clever little song. It was kind of Weird Al before Weird Al. <laughs> Okay, but I mean, I mean, this was the original song. You know, this was the only number one hit that Chuck Berry had. Really? How insane is that? That is very insane. Chuck Berry is a monster, monster artist, and his only number one was "My Dingaling." Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Great. A lot of great memories. So now, like, uh, he had some other big songs, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was around, like, the Elvis time, the best mm-hmm. that I can remember, correct? He was. He was. He, um, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Oh. I'm trying to remember exactly the, the years, um... Around it was like mid fifties is when he was really big. Um, yeah, Johnny B. Good was probably his. I think his uh, most yeah famous song. But yeah, it was. Yeah, mid fifties. I'm just looking it up. Uh, mid fifties, and yeah, Johnny B. Good was of course it was huge. Um, then there was. Let's see about. Yeah. Uh, See, father of rock and roll, Maybelline. Uh, his nickname was the father of rock and roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, rock and roll music. He had, he had some huge songs, which is why yeah. it blows my mind that my dingling was his only number one. <laughs> so, so now this next one here, let me get it queued up. I think it's a, it's going to be around the time that you're talking about uh, your adolescence, which mm-hmm. we all have that phase that we go through of stuff that 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 we don't like now, but we still have that little jam comes on if we're by ourselves in the car, you know. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to grunge music around that time, and let me tell you, it changed my life. So now how old were you at this point? Um... Sure, this was on the album 10 by Pearl Jam. And they had a daughter. Oh, my Lord, man. They had so many songs. <laughs> they had Yellow Ledbetter. Uh, this was around, let's see, I think it was uh, 91 is when that album came out. So I would have been eight. Oh wow! Um, but I didn't really know that kind of music until I was like ten or so, and man, <laughs> it changed it. It honestly changed everything I knew about music because it was still rock and roll, but it was it was it was different. It was a little grungier because it was grunge, but it was a little dirtier. You know, it was a little uh, uh, <clears throat> rougher around the edges. It wasn't as, you know, guitar riffy, all, you know, a ballad. It was raw songs. Like you had Nirvana, you had, 
Stone Temple Pilots. You had all these bands, Soundgarden, anything with uh, Chris Cornell. I loved Chris Cornell. Um, yeah, like it's that was a huge, huge part of my <clears throat> taste as far as music goes. Yeah. Here's your next one. Now, now this is something right here that I would have changed that to, probably, more likely. The blind checking the guy you know, died because they were so fun of a band, man. They had a little bit of you know, reggae, yeah. a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of rock, a little bit of pop. Was, I mean, they had Santeria, they had, you know, this song, What I Got, they had, man, they had like a handful of songs that once you heard it, uh, yeah, uh, what's it called, Smoke Two Joints, I mean, that was, it's a classic, it's, you know, classic songs in the 90s. Right. I mean, Every time I hear a Sublime song or a Pearl Jam song, for that matter, if it's an older one, yeah, Pearl Jam's still together. I'm not huge on the new stuff. I liked it when it was in the 90s. That was my time. That was it. Yeah. (laughs) Foxy's on Broadway. I'm sure you never heard this song. Yeah, so... This is still the country music critic. We're just giving you a little bit of extra. Which, that's the thing with music. You know, it all brings you together. It brings you to a certain time in your life to where when you hear it again, you kind of go back in a little sense, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. This takes me back to uh, playing high school baseball. Um, so y'all listen to this? In the parking lot, yeah. In the okay. parking lot before a game or before practice, uh, you know, <clears throat> warming up as we're out there throwing, we're you know, listening to that. Uh, we're listening to that. There was, you know, DMX. Uh, I like the not, you know, played on the radio DMX was my favorite. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> there were some songs he had on the radio, but there were some that he did not. And uh, there's one that, I grace my wife with on a regular basis and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna divulge that on here. <laughs> now this one right here we all have cranked this up at one time or another in our life. You can't say that you haven't. That's right. This is the, this is the first rap album I ever bought. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Amish Paradise ruined it for me. After I heard his version, it was so hard to go back to this. I mean, Amish Paradise was funny, but this is just a this is just a pure jam. This is a oh, classic. It's been timeless classic. It, I mean, it really is. He had It's All The Way Live and I think one more that hit the radio, but they're nothing compared to this one. Yeah, I mean, 
It was. It, it was a, a time to be living in. That was actually part of a big movie, wasn't it? Like uh, Substitute or something? Uh, Dangerous Minds. Yes, Dangerous Minds. Yep. Wasn't the school teacher like, uh, she was really popular. What was her name? Uh, 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 Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Then that Catwoman also. Pushes us right into this one. This song just its meaning. You know, growing up, I'm a I'm a huge Cleveland Indians fan, which they're now the Guardians, but that's a different story. Um I discovered Bone Thugs and Harmony went on that album cover of East 1994. Uh, one of I think it's you know, Busy Bone is wearing a you know Indians jersey because they're from Cleveland. I've seen that and I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's wearing a blue Indians jersey. So excited about it. I got it. And Crossroads on there, which it's about, you know, somebody that you know dying, passing away. And it's saying, you know, eventually you meet him at at the crossroads between, you know, heaven and earth. And, uh, you know, it really resonated with me. I kind of related it to a few people's. You know, deaths in my life. Um, just kind of every time I hear, I think about you know, some of those that I've lost. Yeah. Um, I actually had a really good friend a, a couple years ago. He uh, passed away, and instantly we listened to rap together a lot. We did a lot of things together that we you know, probably should have, but. Um, well, I know we shouldn't have, but yeah. <laughs> then they'll probably do it. But, right. I mean, when I heard he'd pass, this was the song that popped in my head, you know. That's so, what music does, man. It is. It is. It uh, bridges the separation between reality and what goes on in your head. Yep. And, you know, everybody's got a list like this. And if you oh, yeah. don't. There's just, there's probably something off in your head because, you know, no matter if it's country music, if it's rap music, if it's gospel music, no matter what it is, everybody has their music. And that's the great thing about the world that we live in is no matter if you can play the guitar, play the drums, write a song or not, if you can't, there's people that can. And that's what brings us all together. Mm -hmm. This song is another grunge. It's not as grungy as uh, some of the other you know, grunge bands, but this is a Seven Mary Three. They had uh, Cumbersome. I'd say you probably know that song, Cumbersome. That, that part right there, yeah. Well, this song is called Lucky. And at a time in my life when I didn't know what I was going to do, I didn't know where I was going. Um, I just knew I'd wasted a bunch of time in my past. Like when I went to college, I changed my major like 10 times. I transferred schools three times. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And there's a lot of thought. I may still not know what I want to do with my life, but uh, as far as a career goes, but um, it was in a, it was in a part of my life. I was still young. I was in my early twenties, but I was, I would say a little depressed. Um, yeah. 
probably just kind of you know, questioning every move that I'd ever made and you know listen to music you know like this is what got me through it you know it's what allowed me to you know drive I lived in Indiana for a while and I went through a really bad experience up there and uh, this is one of those songs that I would sit and on my drive you know back to Kentucky to uh, visit my folks or my brother um, this is the, this is one of them songs that I would sing at the top of my lungs as I'm going down the interstate. Right, and, and it's just one of them songs to where, like, you really couldn't replace it with anything else in your life. No, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you would almost feel even more lost had that song not been written. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of times in life I know everybody you know, can say this you have something in your head that you want said but you can't say it then you hear a song that says it exactly like exactly how you need it to be said right and i mean you you connect with it and it becomes a part of you basically essentially take a drink it comes a part of you Yeah. yeah so here's your next one all right Let me hang on one second. Oh, Lord. He has a country song, folks. I do. I, do. I knew there was a little bit of it in there. Mm-hmm. I, I, had, I had not given up yet. <laughs> this was more so in high school than it was after after college. So this is going back a little bit in, in the time frame. But uh, there was a time I was like, you know what? I got I to gotta figure it out now. I have to, I have to find you know that girl now in high school, and it just wasn't happening. Right. And like I, you know, would hear this song, and I'm like, oh, see, if I sing this song to somebody, that's how I'm gonna get them. That's how I'm gonna do it. It didn't work like that, folks. But no, no. I'm yeah, glad that it didn't. But at the time, you know, when you're in, in high school, you think the world's gonna end if it if it doesn't work out how you think it should in your head. Right. So that's that's kind of a part of what I was going through there. But, you know, hearing this introduced me to Randy Travis and introduced me to some of it. He's got some bangers. He's got some bangers, folks. He has some great songs. Um, yeah, I mean, just Randy Travis alone. Like, if we'd have never had a Randy Travis. I mean, look at all the music that I believe would have been lost. You know? I yeah, mean, no kidding. Because nobody could even come close to the way that he done it. No. His voice is uh, timeless, unique, one of a kind. I mean, you have He Walked on Water. It's probably my favorite song he does. But, yeah. What about this one? (laughs) Yeah, I actually won the Eminem Award when I was in high school my senior year. So, like, what is the Eminem Award? At prom, they have Mr. and Miss. They have, uh, they have the, you know, funniest or whatever. Uh, oh, okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a Dr. Ray Award and the Eminem Award, and I won the Eminem because I knew every word to every song. Let's hear it. 
Weed against me, this shit needed to be the most meaningful see on this on this earth. This is birth, I've been cursed. I tell you, you know, that movie, Eight Mile. Okay, I know there's a lot of people who think Eminem is like awful and all that. How can you not respect the guy after the life that he went through to get to where he is? You know, I mean, in all, in all jokes, and I mean, he is talented, you know, obviously, extremely talented. And like what he does lyrically is not comparable by anybody else. No, but nobody. He, he don't have the best voice. You probably have to give that to Nas or I mean, Tupac's voice was great. You know, Tupac was in a league of his own, him and Biggie. But you know, Nas was amazing. Uh, what about this guy? When I seen this on the list... Have you mm-hmm. have you seen the show Power? I've not. Oh my God! If you like Fifty Cent, you would love Power. You would love all of the spinoffs. It's the only show on TV that actually had successful spinoffs. I'm telling you, Jordan. I don't know what you're doing with your life because Power was unreal. I don't watch a lot of TV. Oh, but... Power though, man. I, I promise you. You know, and, and I'm a Yellowstone fan. I, yeah. I love the cowboy movies and stuff like that, but there, there's not a writer out there like 50 Cent for television. I mean, he, he's unreal. I've heard that he that's yeah, really good. Yeah, so this song, it takes me back to the days when I was in Murray State University. I was driving a Chevy Cavalier. I had oh, uh, yeah. uh, subs in the trunk. I had 212s. And I was bumping them all the time. Yeah, who didn't have a Cavalier? Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, who had a Cavalier with subs, though? Yeah, uh, right, right. You could turn on with a little switch. I had a toggle switch in the dash that oh, I had you know, rigged up. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Until yeah. one of my buddies uh, borrowed my car and wrecked it on the last day of school. Yeah, I had Just that happen. <laughs> I had a guy borrow my truck one time, and he drove it off a bridge. Literally. On purpose? No, he said there was something in the road. You know how it goes. I mean, he, he was fresh driving. He was supposed to go to the back of the field, but instead he got in the truck and went three miles down the road to the back of that field and run it off a ditch and, like, off of a bridge. It was horrible. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. His insurance you know is the- really shaky when it comes to that. They don't like somebody else driving a vehicle. No, they didn't. <laughs> But um, yeah, many men came out, and that's—I thought I was a gangster at that point. Yeah. This is uh, fake uh, plastic trees by Radiohead, and I never really got huge into Radiohead, but there were a few songs at the time of my life when it was a little touch and go. I was really down on myself really down on life yeah, fake plastic trees is about everything around you being uh, fake essentially yeah. Yeah, uh, it's about everything everybody in this world in your life is fake and it's you, you know, trying to, I, I, don't, I don't know, find your way you know, through it. Yeah. 
because you know you're not going to get you know much out of the fake people you know yeah. <laughs> it's yeah trying to find uh, you know something real in the and, fakeness and, and that's just like what you said I mean even now with us being older this shit still doesn't make sense and if it oh, wasn't no. for music it's kind of a little bit of an escape it is and, uh, it's I an mean, escape it's, takes the edge off of it. it it's truly a talent that I believe God meant to give to these people and they're able to give it to us you know I agree I agree with that Feels like the real thing. This song, wow. You know that this is the first time I've ever heard her sing. Like I've heard a lot about her because Shooter <laughs> Jennings, Waylon's yeah. son, produced her last album. Yeah. Do you not know this song? I no, I I've heard the name, but I've never heard her voice ever. This song. It is so beautiful. She's not the A1 singer, but this song, the meaning behind it, man, is so good. This is around, I discovered this around the time that I met my wife. Um, really? So, when I discovered it. I do gotta say, she's pretty. Oh, yeah, she is. Very pretty. Now I like song. songs like these. Yeah. The Ava Brothers, you probably really enjoy them. Actually, I probably a whole lot of people in the audience would enjoy them. They are uh, folk-ish. If I get murdered in the city, they, don't go in my their songs, some of them are just all over the place. I mean, some of them are a lot more up speed. Then you find some like this. This song, this is a, you know from the beginning. Um, this is a song that would connect you and your family. Um, the last line in this song is it's one of my you know favorite <clears throat> lyrics in all of music. And it says, "There was nothing worth sharing like the love that let us share our name." Wow. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite lyrics. And this kind of was at a time when I was away I you know, from my family. And which one our parents loved the most? It, I don't know. It was kind of a, sure uh, I don't know, God's way or you know, nature's way of saying, hey, you need to, you need to not do that. You need, you know, close the gap between you and your family. You know, right. get closer with them because they mean a lot more to you than you realize. Yeah. So, and you know that's easy to do nowadays. You know, you get so oh, yeah, for sure. with your family. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's going to come a time when we wish that we could have worked it out. So, you know, if you haven't talked to your mom today, pick up the phone and call her. Yeah, for sure. If, if you have a sibling that you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Shout out to your sibling too, all the way from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Giving us a like. Yeah, I know it. Thanks, <laughs> man. Us. 
Thanks, Jordan's brother. <laughs> His name's Jason. Jason. Yes, sir. So now let's spend a little bit of this. Uh-oh. Bad boys in the house. <laughs> <clears throat> so my brother's not gonna like hearing about this, but uh yeah. it was there was a, a sketchy time in my life when I was a little older in my late twenties, early thirties. When just like you know what? I'm not ever going to meet any, anybody to marry, so I might as well just go out and have as much fun as I want. And, uh, you know, if I thought about hitting on a girl on a black male, I don't know if I should. But then again, maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> because so this was kind of like your, like your, uh, uh, the song that pumped you up. Yeah. But then, we, yeah, I came to talking to a girl, yeah. It did. That was my, that was my, you know, club days. Yeah. So now these guys, I never knew nothing about them until I met you. Yeah. And you, you were telling me about them. I'm still a huge Muffin Sun fan. Still the best concert I ever went to. Hands down. Uh, I love their first two albums. After that, they went a little more, you know, electrical music. Uh, electrical sound and they played it with a banjo and an acoustic guitar and piano or a keyboard or whatever man yeah. you don't get much better than that yeah and you know I've started to uh, listen to them as well ever since you brought it up and uh, they do they have a quite a bit of songs that you know I think any uh, walk of life that you're from you'll find something that they did that you like oh yeah for sure. All right, here we come up on your uh, your last one. Okay. <laughs> this song kind of ties in my adolescence to you know, being a father. I picked this one because my son, who's three, he's a little over three, he loves music. Yeah, now because I listen to music in the car with him, you know, when he's with me. This was the first song he learned um, to sing. He knows every word to the song. That's awesome. It was his favorite song for a while. He's, you know, since learned another song by uh, you know, a guy called Hosier, and it's, it's his favorite. So, yeah, Chris Cornell is one of my favorite singers ever. Yeah, of course, he died of an overdose. If you know, or did he? There's a lot of conspiracy there, but we're not going to get into that. But uh, he he's just a classic voice. I loved him in Soundgarden and Audio Slave and Temple of the Dog and all those bands. He was great. When he did this song, you know, as a part of his little you know, solo act, it's a song that was written by Prince, which, I mean, Prince, I didn't play any of his songs besides this one. He, I mean, he wrote this song, but... Right. That man is so talented. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, you know, people understand enough how talented that man is. 
on his albums, he played every instrument himself. Didn't have a band. And he would have some that would be like a symphony. He would play every single instrument. And then he would, he would get done with one instrument and he'd go to the next one. It would take him weeks to record one song. Wow. But he would do it. On, I think on his first yeah, two or three albums, he played every instrument for every song on all three albums. Wow. Pretty sure that's true for all three. But yeah, yeah. he's he was just an amazing artist and you know, something that you know you don't see very much you know people who you know sing you know can't always you know, play all the instruments and then people who play all the instruments you know don't really sing a lot I and mean, some do there's not very many but he was good at everything and he wrote he was a great uh, a songwriter as well he wrote that and a few other songs and his music you know it took years in my life, but in the last, you know, five, 10 years of my life, I've, uh, you know, that I really came around to appreciate and understand his talent. And that's one of the reasons I chose that song for my son to learn. But yeah. That's so, a hell of a song. Yeah. It's a great song. <laughs> now, I did. I'm the same way. I had a little bit of a mix, but mine always pulled back towards country. Uh, we had a talent show one time, and it kind of changed my life. I mean, the song that I chose to do it's transformed man. everything for me. I mean, uh, you know, from the moment that I seen that little girls loved to hear me sing when I was in the fourth grade, it just, it made my whole mindset wrap around music like, okay, this is what I got to do because I've never felt anything like that. And that was with this song right here. Well, I got my first truck when I was three, drove a hundred thousand miles on my knees. And I mean, do you remember that song? I do, I do. I mean, what kid did, you know? My dad hated country music, but this is a classic, though. Yeah. Well, I went from this to the next year. I totally thought you were going to say it's raining men. No. We went from that to this, though. I promise you. It still won the talent show. We had sunglasses on. Me and O'Reilly Key. That was a big (laughs) song back then. Yeah, it was on Cox. But you know, the coolest song that was a part of my childhood was looking up to this guy right here because he was larger than life in my eyes. And after hearing him and watching the videos, I mean, it don't get no bigger than Billy Ray Cyrus. It's crazy that his daughter, though, is going to go down in history as a much bigger artist. You will. But that song, It Could Have Been Me, was one of the greatest songs that Billy Ray ever had, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. There was also another song that I really just thought would be so cool. Like, if I learned to play the guitar, I could sound like this guy. Maybe. 
but I like country music too much. You like Brian Adams, right? That song right there is just like a party anthem. Yeah, I put I put Brian Adams and uh, Springsteen and Mellencamp. I put all three of those in kind of the same pocket you know they're they're in the same uh, folder for me yeah but, i mean springsteen he's the boss yeah, brian adams I, I always heard he was a jerk so that was the only thing i had against him. yeah i heard that too oh uh, yeah mellencamp i sold him some shoes so uh, yeah that's pretty impressive <laughs> so that's, that's i picked him out of three but yeah so then this song I guess from seeing it in so many movies, I thought, okay, if a person could write a song like this, that will last as long as this song's lasted in so many hit movies, they oh, would yeah. really know what they were doing. Any you know? World War II movie or... Forrest Gump. War, I mean, I instantly think of Forrest Gump when I hear this. That was the first time that I heard it. Red, white, and blue. When I watched that movie. Yeah, Buffalo Springfield, isn't it? Yes. They had a, a few good songs. I mean, it's just that Southern No, this is CCR. Is that what you meant? Oh, yeah, this is CCR. Yeah, yeah, CCR. What was I thinking? Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, where it was shot or something. But, yeah. And yeah, then... The fortunate son. As I started to form a band... Well, before I get to that part, um, this was one of the coolest songs that I sung in church with my guitar. I learned to play this song. My grandma was so proud of me. This song right here. I wondered so aimless life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. And then, you know, so after I grow up and start a band, if you don't know how to play this next song, then you shouldn't be in a band. <laughs> because every honky-tonk in Kentucky is going to request you to play Give Me Three Steps. Yeah, you're right. Phenomenal band themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, just that opening lick right there, mm -hmm. it's actually very easy to play. They had a few songs that they're very recognizable by the opening the yeah. guitar lick. And then, so, before I could drive, my cousin, he used to play this song five times in a row before we went to school. I mean, literally, it yeah. burnt in my memory of the 10th grade. Could you whisper I mean, a great song. But five times in a row? Come on, cuz. That was a tape cassette, too, because after you heard it, you would have to be quiet for a little bit. So rewind. Rewind. Stop, start. Rewind yeah. again. Here we are. That was before the CD player. Or maybe his truck didn't have one. Phenomenal band, too. Then this song, in the fourth grade, also that same year, 
this is kind of the Randy Travis kind of thing that you had. I thought, okay, if I perform this song, if I could sing this song, if I could make this promise to a girl, then I would get the girl. I'd ride away into the sunset with a girl, you know? Even though there is another version of this, I think John Michael Montgomery does it the best. Good old Kentucky boy, too. Yeah, he is a Kentucky boy. It, I think that depends on probably the first time you heard it, who sung it. Because yeah. True. I, mean, I heard the all for one version first because I wasn't all that in the country. And I prefer it, but I like John Michael Montgomery's version yeah, just as well. Yeah. It's, I'm indifferent on that. Uh, there is a little bit of beauty that you find in his voice because he's doing it by himself. All for right. one, there's a bunch of voices and they're in there doing it. And it's, yeah. Yeah. So, so the next song, and you may remember this time, uh, I was like a freshman in high school and that was before the internet was as big as it was. And there was some kind of rumor that this guy had died and everybody went crazy over it. And this song right here uh, changed. It, it was awesome. Mr. Kid Rock. It was also one of the first songs that I learned to play, too. I guess that's the price you pay. It was Kid a, Rock was huge when he came out. Yes. You know, I won't forget. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a freshman in high school. There's this 11th, 11th grade girl in the back, and she's smoking on the bus, you know, and I thought, she she just looked like a group. Smokes and pumps. And, and, like, I... Myself, I was like, to have a girl like that is what it means to be famous. <laughs> I never good. did get enough courage to talk to her, but she kind of reminded me of like an Errol Smith groupie, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you should listen to She Will by Drake and Lil Wayne like I had. Here is the next song that, okay, so I started a band and we did this benefit and we only knew four songs so the next song that i'm about to play you we played it as the opening song and the closing song (laughs) the fun of being in the eighth grade Great Pearl Jam remake. So, who originally done that song? Do you know? Dude, that song was originally done in the early 50s or late 40s. That That's old? So old. Wow, I'll I didn't realize when, it was that old. Yeah, when I was in school, I was in 4-H. We did, I had, uh, I had these little projects that I had to do. And for me to get the highest you know, level I could get, I had to do some kind of community service program. Yeah. So I did a program for uh, graduation night um, that was about you know drunk driving and uh, uh, the you know I guess yeah yeah telling us not to drink and drive if we're going to drink have a ride and we had this yeah. woman who came. And she had lost a son 
on graduation night a few it was like you know four or five years before then to you know drinking and driving and he had passed away on the night he graduated high school so she came and she talked to the class and man it was really really rough to get through because it was so sad but they played the original song of this because you know, Pearl Jam hadn't redone it yet. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the original song. That's how I knew that song. And yeah. then when Pearl Jam came out with it, I was like, oh, man, that's insane. That's, that's the last yeah. gift. Yeah. You know, well, fun fact, when I used to work at a factory when I was in college, um, I worked with a guy who had a pig farm. And I made a Weird Al version of yeah, that song. What was his name? Uh, Graylin. Oh, okay. Go ahead. But oh man, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was the only song I've ever <clears throat> recorded on CD. We sold copies. Yeah. Hmm. There was a guy I worked with. He played the guitar, and I sang, and we sold them for five dollars a pop. I think we made eighty some dollars. Wow. Yeah. You you know, and here's what the crazy thing is: is like. In the last two or three years, there may have been one song in the last three to five years that I can really remember the way uh, that we did back then, you know, and they're still making music, you know, the lyrics are probably not as strong as we wish they would be, but Mm. maybe it's because of our adolescent brains back then, you know, I just hope that uh, we have, you know, 15 years from now we can look back to hey when i was 30 this song right here i really understood life when i heard this song you know yeah i'm sure there are songs that are gonna be a huge part of our lives that we already know but we don't know that they're gonna be a huge part of our life yet that's very true that's the beauty of music you know you never know when it's gonna hit you like you may discover a song that's 20 years old at this point and it's going to hit you away than you know it was when it was brand new if you right. heard it then but i mean it's just you know life experiences haven't allowed you to hear it the way you need to hear it yet so yeah so so this next song that i got i remember this when i was probably seven to ten ish my dad had a corvette and my stepmom had this cd of this lady and I always thought she had such a beautiful voice. And I remember listening to this. And it, I'm telling you what, I was just like, wow. She can sing. Yeah. You know? Plus, she's beautiful. And all she wants for Christmas is you. Yeah, I, mean, I, wish. I don't know what else she wants. I mean, phenomenal song. Oh. I mean, in all honesty, there's not, there's very few people who say that they haven't cranked that up when they heard it. I mean, it's a really good love song, and it, and it's so basic. You know, like, hey, you always been my baby. A lot of those songs back then, those R and B songs, they were very basic, but they they got the job done, and they were yep. huge bangers. They were huge hits. So now my next song, it is a very old song. 
I used to rock out to this with my grandmother Grace in Westmoreland, Tennessee. God rest her soul. She was the first person that taught me how to play a song without watching my fingers. She's just like, let your fingers do it, look straight ahead, and it happened. But I originally learned to play this song from a girl that I was dating when I first started driving, Ellie Birch. Her dad, Ricky Birch, was a bluegrass picking fool. And he taught me how to play this song right here. And even though it wasn't the coolest song at the time, it was the Wildwood Flyer. And you can't call yourself a country music musician if you cannot play the Wildwood Flyer. So, yeah, that was a cool song. And then one of the coolest songs that will go down in my history is by this guy right here. tonight yes I know you will. Bob Sager the master of ballads I know your plans don't include me still here we are that's a, that's a great song there's been a lot of babies conceived of that longing for yeah. shelter yeah. alright so here comes my last song right here oh. Mr. Hillbilly Shoes there's no telling how much early times I have drank playing this song. Singing it, playing it, all that stuff. This is actually the close to the last song. This is the second to the last song. I'm still kind of nervous about playing it. This was a phenomenal song. This was one of their biggest songs. So the next song, I'm just going to play like a little clip of it because, you know, the song did change my life in a lot of ways. And, you know, so here it is. Beat Up Trucks by Kevin Smith. That song right there, I'm telling you what, man, I wrote that song in under like 10 minutes. We shot the video and it opened a lot of doors for me at that time. So, I mean, I couldn't have this list without having that song. Yeah. You know, I used to get made fun of for having a beat-up truck. So, I wrote a song about it. Girls liked it. It was on the news. It was on CMT. So, there you have it. That's my list. You can't beat that. Yeah, not too I mean, bad. That's, that's impressive to have your own song on a list. Yeah, well, we couldn't find that recording that you made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I, I could just yeah, sing it, but I'm not going to. Why not? <laughs> well, I might later. If, <laughs> if I get enough requests, yeah, I'll yes, do it. enough to request. Now, the cool thing is about the time that we're living in, if you enjoyed anything that you heard today in the description box of this episode, we're going to post our Spotify playlist of all the songs that we talked about today. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. You, you can, can relive our lives. It. Yeah, you can relive our lives. That's right. That's right. And we're also got some t-shirts coming out and here is the way that you can enter to win a t-shirt. We have them in almost every size possible. So don't, don't stress out about that. What we need you to do is like our page and then post a review on Apple podcast 
you know, one to five, whatever you think it is, just a little review, like us on Facebook, then screenshot that, send it to us on Facebook Messenger at the Country Music Critic, and we will enter you into a chance to win a T-shirt. Let's also have you share that yes. on your page. So we're going to like, share, and review. Review. Awesome. So now, here we are at the hypotheticals. Where are you at? Yeah. Whew. First of all, we got to go for the fight song. Okay, fight song. For the, yeah, all right. For the hypotheticals, just for any newbies out there, um, I don't know if y'all have ever heard the hypothetical. You got three people in front of you. You have to marry one. You have to sleep with one. You have to kill one. Yes. So I did my own little twist on that. So we have... A song we have to you know fight to, a song to make love to, and a song to listen to on repeat for all eternity. So we'll start off with the fight song. And uh have you got your uh, you know fight song? My fight song would be bad boys, bad boys. All right. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when I come for you? Yes. Um, my fight song is a song that includes Lil Wayne, Eminem, and it's called "Drop the World." Drop and the world. I, if, I don't believe I've heard that. If that song doesn't get you fired up, I do not know what will. All right. So next, um, we'll do our song we would make love to. Okay. Um, do you have yours picked out? I do. Okay. Do you want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. All right. It would be Mariah Carey's You'll Always Be My Baby. That Out of the bunch that we have or by that artist, that's the song that I would go by for that okay um mine is a song called motivation by yeah kelly rowan and you see little wayne's in it again I'm, yeah i'm a big little wayne fan he's he's got a lot of you know clever lyrics so i'm a, I'm a fan of little wayne but uh yeah that song song did me some good back in the day so uh i'm gonna just that's all i'm gonna say about that and then here we are to our infinity and beyond Mm -hmm. the song we would listen to for the rest of time out of this bunch it would have to be fortunate son by ccr yeah okay well i'm yeah i was trying to figure out what i would say because there are so many songs that there is, but I think, you know, mine would be a song that's not even on my list. I didn't even play it. And I think that's because, you know, still to this day, there are a few songs that every time I hear it, as a matter of fact, I heard one at the grocery store today. Um, Sweet Caroline is one of them. Yeah. Don't stop believing is one of them. Yeah. And yeah, Piano Man. Okay. I'm going to say Piano Man is the song that I can never 
it yeah never gets old for some reason i don't know why a lot of songs you know would get old after a while but for some reason piano man by yeah billy joel i think that's it yeah do you know what i may go with the story by brandy carlisle i'm so torn right now yeah that that she's got a beautiful voice i mean and the, hands and the meaning, down and the meaning to that song the way she just gets into it i love that yeah um you know what i'm going with the story the story it is the story by brandy carlisle well folks i believe that wraps it up for me what about you i think my heart is free we appreciate you listening yeah hopefully you guys got to uh know a little bit about us now this was a request that came in and and we figured that we would uh you know tackle it the best that we could we Mm -hmm. do have some uh actual artists gonna be stopping by the studio here in the coming weeks so uh it's uh, kind of a shock for me to uh, <laughs> believe that we've landed these artists. So, you know, yeah. this is awesome. Uh, yeah. We want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us, taking the time to uh, like it. And, you know, we're forever grateful to you guys. Yeah. yeah remember to like, share, and review. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. It wouldn't be possible if it weren't for you. Um, so thank you. Um, if you have any requests for the future episodes, you let us know. Um, and yeah, thank you again. I mean, I appreciate it. I hope, you know, you got to know us a little bit better and there's so many other songs that we left off. We yeah, had to, we, we just I mean, didn't want to bore be, you guys to death. It was going to be a six hour show if we did all yeah, the songs. So for sure. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. God bless. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. All right. Peace out. The country music critic expressively is continuing in all liability and responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or any other damages arising out of the individual use of reference to, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast. All information is obtained by the world wide web.